Hey there, it's Ben. I want to thank the community that has sprung up around Tales, also around Heroes. It is a pretty good community to be with. I also want to give a bit of a thanks to our Patreon backers, such as EC, who just started backing us. You can be like them at patreon.com slash theheidianway. Thank you, and now on to the show. behind the corner of the hallway. Okay, Ben, I'm going to say it now, and I don't want to have to say it again, but we have got to stop dealing with people who can throw stuff with their minds. A crate hurdles past me. We better get paid for this. Oh yes, we will be paid. I wink at Risa as I hold up a detonator. And we're not even going to damage anything this time. At least nothing that belongs to Kanji Club that we're sent to get. Welcome to a mindful tale from the Hydean Way. We're your host Ben Yendel and Risa D. We got a question from one of our patrons on Twitter, and it's an interesting question that has a few different answers to it. So the idea of it turning into a show seemed to be a really good idea. And now I'm going to read this from GM Raffi. Hello, Ben. My players have been asking for XPA character creation. I am firmly against that because the game I'm planning is unusual. The PCs are basically Darkseid apprentices, also both somewhat experienced in the system, but not as experienced as I'd like for XP to work. Now I'm debating handing out to both of them an additional force rating point or a dedication talent, their pick. They've been picked as apprentices because of their talents, so it kind of fits for either. This he intends to do because it's far too easy to sink 100 XP somewhere that will never benefit the player during the game, but force rating and dedication are almost universally awesome. What would you suggest? Is dedication roughly equal to force rating in your book? Shall I give XP regardless? Is it a balanced solution for a party of two? From that, there are just so many possibilities, especially with it being a party of two. Yeah. So, Risa, what are your first thoughts on... Let's just take the sort of easy one first. Dedication, force rating, or XP for relatively new players. I would just say give them the XP, but talk to them about their choices and how to spend it. Mostly because I don't want to just hand out (laughs) force rating to new players, first of all. If your players are new players, I don't want to just give them force rating. That seems dangerous in itself. And I understand if you're going for a dark side campaign, that's a little a little better because, you know, the higher the force rating, the more likely you are to be tempted to just start using things. But if you're already trying to go dark side, that's okay, I guess. But I just would prefer, instead of dedication, just give them extra XP at character creation to go towards attributes. I mean, it's the same exact thing. Well, that I hadn't thought of doing that and getting the extra XP in the character creation set as opposed to like doing night level play or something like that. Yeah. That holds a pretty interesting idea behind it on account of then you can throw it at attributes, making them more, more. The other thing you do is if you give them the XP at character, if you do like night level, right? If they know they're going to do that, what I've always done if I know I'm going to get XP even if it's just like 50 or something, 
I'm going to use all of my XP at character creation on my attributes. I'm not going to put any in skills or talents. I'm going to spend it all on my attributes because I know that I can. That's a really good point. Because I'm going to get like 100 XP anyway to spend on everything else in a second. (laughs) Why would I care about buying talents and stuff? So it's like you would want to impress upon your players that this is the only time you can change those unless you get dedication. So put the XP into that now and worry about it later. I don't know. I just feel like if <laughs> if you're specifically giving them dedication or force rating, instead of giving them XP, you're showing them that you don't trust them. Oh. You're, what you're saying to your players is, I don't trust you to work your own character. And from a player perspective, that doesn't feel very good. And from a player's perspective, it also feels like you're telling me what to do with my character. And mm-hmm. I also don't like that. Okay, I can definitely see both of those. I can very easily see that if it was just sort of a imposed upon me kind of thing, especially if it was just a force rating. (sighs) See, I'm really of two minds about this. Like one, I absolutely see what you're saying. The other side of it kind of becomes, at least for me, how the story itself is focused. Mm -hmm. If they're like dark side acolytes or they're there to be trained as dark side apprentices, they've shown some form of force talent. Now, that could just be that, hey, look, they actually have force ratings, but it could be that they're really powerful in the force, and they've got that second rating, which pulls them out of contention with any of the other sort of starting characters. Well, having any force rating pulls you away from other starting (laughs) characters, if you look at it that way, because, you know, not everyone has a force rating. You have to have the specific careers to have force ratings yeah you can't just have a force rating on your own so i would say that that already does it what i'm saying i feel as though in my opinion if it were me i would give them the xp and i would impress upon them what will be very important for the adventure so i would impress upon them that force rating is going to be very useful right mm-hmm. i Highly recommend you try to go towards force rating on your chosen tree. Because obviously, if they're playing a campaign, they chose a tree that's going to have force rating on it. Because all careers will have a plus one force rating on it somewhere on there. Well, and they also start off with a force rating if they're in Force and Destiny. Yeah, so... Even the lightsaber wielders. Yeah, exactly. I would be more inclined to give them the force rating than the dedication. I'll say that. Because I feel like dedication, it's like, I would rather just give them the XP at character creation than give them dedication. Because dedication is literally just XP anyway. Yeah. It's a reward for getting all the way down your tree. There is one other option that hasn't been mentioned that really does kind of fall in the imposing your own will on the character. And that's fairly nasty. Mm -hmm. The other option is giving a free rank in discipline. Hmm. And my reasoning for it is these characters are already showing some form of control or showing that they are somehow above the general cadre of dark side users. They've got a tiny bit of control over the force. And so many of the force powers require discipline to use. Yeah. And otherwise, it's generally a nothing skill. It's, oh, look, I'm not frightened, or I can control the force. Uh, Otherwise, 
it's not going to be that unbalancing otherwise. Yeah. Like, if we're looking at the other two lines, then discipline's almost, uh, like, it's a very minor skill. I feel like that would be more useful, and it's more like you're getting something out of it instead of being told what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like you're being rewarded with something instead of being... Like, I'm just trying to think of it from a player perspective at this point. No, absolutely. If I was a player and I was being told, instead of getting XP, you get exactly what I want you to do with your character, I don't like being told what to do. If you guys have noticed Mm -hmm. from things I've said (laughs) in the past, it would really bug me. Because at that point, it's like, why not just make a character for me? (laughs) Mm. Is kind of where that starts feeling like that's what you're doing. You're you're already telling me what you want me to do with my character and not trusting me to do it myself. <laughs> and I maybe I don't want that to be my character. Maybe I want to spend that 100 XP on grits and toughened. Maybe I feel like that is what set me apart from everyone else. Maybe they thought I could take more lightsaber wounds than everyone else, so they pulled me apart from everyone. <laughs> maybe that's what that's why I feel my story is going. They decided I looked super, super tough, and so they pulled me aside, and they were like, hey, you seem cool enough to continue on. <laughs> I completely agree. I really do understand. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of giving a like a dedication. For me, of all of them, that just sort of feels like the non-starter. The yeah. uh, extra force rating, that allows people to do things, but it's not tied into, I will do this specific thing like it even if you've got enhance having two force rating actually does something for you yeah you can have a locked die in agility and a locked die in brawn then you're much more strong and agile yeah it's not tying you into a specific direction and then it also is providing whichever pips you're looking for on a more regular basis i can see that (laughs) So you're more likely to use the force. And then also you can use more of the force and all the other fun things. But generally, I don't entirely know that I'd call it trusting the players more to guide their characters. But in the end, I'm much more likely to just throw XP at the players and let them figure it out. Because unless there's a very specific sort of starting thing that I'm wanting to get the players to do, like you are all monks from this monastery and you have been trained in exactly this fashion yeah and that could be a really cool start for a campaign but unless i'm doing something where they have all had the exact same training i'm just more likely to give them the experience and let them choose however they're wanting if they're wanting to become a charisma based duelist (laughs) let them like they're going to find their own niche to deal with. I think the thing is, is that as the GM, it's easy to look at the trees and stuff and be like, they're never going to use that. <laughs> and it's true. Some of the stuff, it's like, you you are never going to use it. But from a player perspective, sometimes things add flavor to your character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will use it all of once, but that one time you use it saves <laughs> your but yeah so it's like it's easy as the gm to to judge where your players are spending their xp but 
It's also important to remember that if you're giving them like 15 XP at a time, <laughs> it feels better to spend the XP than to save up the XP to spend it on better things. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the other thing is if, if you as a GM are like, my players keep spending their XP on skills they're never going to use or on talents they're never going to use. Maybe every once in a while, give them a little more XP in a session so that they can buy a talent <laughs> that's... If you know that there's, they want that 25 XP talent, but they're reluctant to save up for it, I don't know. Give them 25 XP for a session every once in a while. Don't do it every time, but... Well, those are really weird campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Every once in a while, you guys, you guys all did something special this time, so now you get an extra 10 XP, because why not? Absolutely. You turned in a bounty, so you get an extra 10 XP. You know, you actually finished something I asked you to do. I'm rewarding. <laughs> you know? Like, which, by the by, is in the XP section of all the books. It is. It is. You know. And also in all the adventures that they put out. It's true. Like I'm saying, it's easy to judge how players spend their XP, but you have to remember as the player, one, it's like, well, I was given 15 XP and I could save up for 25 XP to get dedication or I can spend five on grit and 10 on swift, you know? Yeah. And be like, well, I spent it all and it feels better. <laughs> <laughs> That's more satisfying. Yeah. Being like, well... I got the instant gratification of spending my XP instead of saving it. If you put a specialization tree in front of your players, they're going to come up with their own plan for how to spend it. Yeah. Or they're going to see something shiny that they want now. Yeah. I guess that's sort of the other reason why XP is also a good idea is you can do force powers. Yeah. Say you are wanting to do heal harm or seek. You can. Or you can go after that extra force die to make the Pathfinder abilities just that more cringeworthy. <laughs> I'm sorry, the whole half force rating as a essentially familiar yep. is scary. Yeah, I had a loth cat. They're great. Like it's one of those <gasps> things of it's great, but it's also as a GM of the things, that's what I'm terrified of. It's great. It's fantastic. It is. I was actually really afraid my loth cat was gonna die. Because I was like, I don't trust you not to kill my pretty kitty. So <laughs> she's going to stay on the ship for most everything. <laughs> I'm like, I will take her on recon missions. But anytime where people might shoot at her, she stays on the ship. That's something actually I would think about saying is I would say at character creation, I might be like, you guys can choose to take a free force power. Yeah. That's something I would I would do. Um, I would say you could take a, fr a, a free force power or at least take a mentor discount on a force power. Ooh, yes, absolutely. That's something I would think about doing because that gives them a step ahead in the situation. It's like someone who already can move things, right? Mm -hmm. They already have the base move power or they already have the base foresee power or something. Mm -hmm. So actually, I think you might need do you only need one force rating for 4C? Uh, hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, 4C yeah. shows up in Age of Rebellion as well. So yeah, it absolutely is just a one. Okay. Making sure. <laughs> I just had a moment of, wait a second. I'm good. I don't have it in front of me. I only know it because of Matthew from Heroes Season 1. 
And Chris <laughs> was really good at saying to H Rebellion. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing is you can also do things like if you want to give them extra things at character creation, but you want to guide them on how to do things, but still give them enough freedom on their own, is be like, I'll give you the the XP for you to take another specialization. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah. We did that for our Force and Destiny because we had people who had lightsaber trees who wanted to also have a non-lightsaber tree or people who had non-lightsaber trees who wanted a lightsaber tree. Yeah. It was a, okay, well, (laughs) fine. I'll give you this XP. We did a prequel session (laughs) where we all grouped up. And then after the prequel session, we were given the XP to spend and we had to spend some of it on specializations and then the rest we could do with whatever we wanted okay i think he gave us night level so just 150 xp and we could you know buy a new specialization and then spend everything else on whatever you want nice like we were i think i was able to get up to dedication with that (laughs) 150 yeah you can kind of just rush it in some trees I was like, okay, well, after the prequel session, I, I realized no one else had actually taken a cunning character. So I was like, I guess I have to be cunning. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That was great. That was great fun. Um, yeah, for I some reason, see that. no one ever remembers cunning is necessary. <laughs> true. What so do you true. mean no one can lie to these people? <sighs> so something like that is good because then they have more chances of getting dedication or more chances of getting another force writing but there's also more stuff that they can sink xp into that they'll never use that a character never gets to use a certain talent is a two-person failing yeah like i'm pretty bad at this i don't check in with my players as much as i kind of should about what talents are they using what talents have they been wanting to use yeah and haven't had a chance to I just keep on coming back to Brandon in Heroes and how he's just always coming back to encouraging words. He just wants Mm. to always encouraging words, everyone. (laughs) After an engaged ally fails, a check may suffer one strain to assist the ally's next check. And this counts as an out-of-turn incidental. It's something that he's always wanting to do. So it's like, can I use it? Yeah, sure. Why not? But if there's like a dead-end to a talent tree like say you're never really going off planet so having fringer with all that galaxy mappers seems to be a little wasteful yeah that's sort of in your starting session your session zero that stuff needs to come up as a gm i don't foresee this adventure going off of this planet because we're on weak sometimes what we've done in the past this is one of our home rules is if someone buys a talent And if within like five sessions, they haven't used that talent and they haven't moved on in their tree and everything, and they want to refund that talent, we let them. That's also kind of fair. It's like, I bought this talent thinking I could use it. It's not what I thought it was. I haven't been able to use it. I would like the XP back and spend it on something else. And it's like, okay, sure. As long as you haven't used it, then sure. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something we've done. We've done the same thing with skills too, or we've like, it's like a, if you think about like video games where you can like spend, spend money to <laughs> re-roll your character and stuff or restat your character. We do that kind of thing sometimes. I can absolutely see that. Especially if someone's like, I have this talent. It does n- absolutely nothing for me. And I wish I'd never bought it. Then it's <laughs> like, we can talk about that. Like we've done that in our home game. And 
if you know some like someone is buying a talent and you as the GM are like, if it's like a tracking thing, right? They're like uh, something about survival checks and you know that you're not going to put any survival checks in your game. That's not the kind of game you guys are doing. Maybe tell your player that and be like, do you need to get that to progress in your tree? Because <laughs> if you don't, then you might not want to get it because I don't foresee that showing up in the game. There's an entire specialization which in mixed games, like when you're going across all the lines, it's a specialization that I can see people wanting to take because generally it's a pretty good specialization, but it's also one that is so focused in on one system. Like almost all of them are absolutely universal. Propagandist? Mm. Yeah, propagandist is so focused on, it has several things that interact with duty. Yeah. And because of that, across all the lines, it is the one specialization that is tied deeply into its core game. Like, that's not, not really a bad thing, but it's also, we're using obligation today, and how am I going to use positive spin? Because they're n never increasing a duty. Yeah. Because we're just using obligation or morality. It's like, yeah, whenever a character's duty would increase, it increases by one additional per rank of positive spin. Curse hmm. you, Nima. <laughs> in a edge of the empire why would you take that yeah they're all so gated into it that you can't really work around it so how the heck do you do it but if i was in an edge campaign i would then be specifically saying to someone who's looking at it what else can we find for you that yeah fits definitely especially if you're starting an edge that would be like 30 experience at minimum that then could be used to something else. It just feels sort of like a waste as yep. opposed to taking like a performer or a marshal, which is a colonist. Yeah. <laughs> but it's communicate. Like yep. what we're always saying, communicate. As a GM, you kind of know where the adventure's going. Maybe, kind of. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> In general, the players know how they're wanting to move their character. And how exactly. they're wanting to advance their character. And you kind of have to let them decide that. Because even if you feel like you know best about it, you might not. And mm -hmm. they see things from a different point of view. And they end up doing some really cool things sometimes. Sometimes you got to let go and let them do their thing. And sometimes that means that they're going to waste XP and things that you think of as a waste. I just did a <laughs> session zero with a bunch of people. And I very much was telling them what how I feel is the best way to spend your XP. And I was explaining it to them. And then everyone sent me their character sheets. And one of them <laughs> did the exact opposite of what I told them to do. I didn't correct her because that's her choice. That was that was her choice. <laughs> she left twos in... She's just twos in everything except oh. for willpower. She went up to a four in willpower. Left twos in everything else. And then spent all of her XP on skills. That's a very interesting way of doing it. I was like, that was like the exact opposite of what I told you to do. But you know what? If this is how you feel your character is, then this is how you feel your character is. She trained everything up. It's like, you know what? That's that's you. You do that. I am not in charge of your character. And the character obviously has a specialization. It's Yep. You know that they're going to be the willful one. Yep, she will be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i was like you know what you do your thing i'm not gonna stand in your way and 
she'll learn from the experience as well. And maybe next time we have a character creation, she might change the way she does it. She's got to learn that herself. And I think that's another thing is that if you micromanage your players, which is kind of what can happen if you tell them exactly what to spend on on everything, they won't learn how to do it themselves. If I told them exactly what to buy and I like sent that back to her and went, hey, you shouldn't put all your XP into skills. You should instead maybe put a three into another attribute. I don't know, something like that. She wouldn't go through the experience of playing the game with twos and everything and finding out what that is like, which will be fun. (laughs) I have no doubt on that. Thankfully, in Genesis, there's no, you know, flashy careers, uh, Mm, like specialization trees, which is where everyone is like, wow, I want to buy all these things. So I didn't even tell them about talents. Yeah. Really? Because I was like, after the first session, we can talk about talents. (laughs) Because that's when it becomes something that you'll understand where you want to go with your character, and then you'll want to buy talents. Yeah, with Genesis being so freeform, it's so easy to get lost in talents and pick up so many small... You do really need to have the character as a base before you can figure out what talents you want. Exactly. Because you can pick up... I'm wanting to have Scathing Tirade and Bladestorm, or whatever (laughs) works into it. You can do both! Yep. Like, why not get improved scathing tirade or the one where you spend, maybe it's supreme, where you spend strain so that you can then insult someone as a maneuver. Yeah. And then attack with a brutal attack. Obviously, that willpower character should have scathing tirade. (laughs) I should should tell her about scathing tirade, actually. For the next session. That's exactly it. Like, for the next session, that would be a perfect thing for that character. It's like, now that you know what willpower does and how you can have fun with that, here's what this is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me introduce you to your new favorite talent. Exactly, yeah. Which, Scathing Tirade is my favorite talent. It's a a table favorite (laughs) for our group. I have really gotten to like it. Oh, right. It was this weird, it was an Age of Rebellion-ish character that was like an aggressor slash something else. They both, uh, an agitator and an advocate. Both of them have ways of just super boosting your coercion and tossing in scathing tirades. So, like, you would be able to downgrade it all the way down to just purples. Doesn't matter how high it is. I think because I was thinking of something silly, I thought it was decrease, not downgrade for a few moments, which would have been even worse. It's like, wow, you can do this. But the scathing tirade on it just became so simple on it. Hmm. remove setbacks. So it was like, all it ever was was like, yeah, it's just a hard check. This character has like four yellows. Yeah, I'll flip that destiny point. (laughs) So yeah, yells and then just chases people away. It's great. Yeah. Because yeah, they also had like the plausible deniability thing of, okay, yeah, just hard coercion check and convince bystanders to leave. Hmm. It was a character very built around Will. It was hilarious. I love those because it, it's so hard to make it work sometimes, but oh yeah, it's fun. It's fun when you do it right. Well, and then describing how this character does it. Yeah. Because then you start getting into it. In this case, it was a flopping around Toydarian. Huh. 
so very much just not even like hopping around just like fluttering around yelling at everything like yelling at droids like confusing droids it was great just getting like these b1 battle droids to like spin around and of course just straining them completely out amazing several combat encounters the only way that we dropped minion groups was through skating tirade we did a lot of that, too, for a while. One of our players was a warden. Is that the... Ooh. Yeah, she was very shouty. It was, it was very nice. It was very good. It was fun. Lots of yelling at stormtroopers until they rethought their lives. <laughs> that was great. And then if that didn't work, then my character shot them. <laughs> Perfect. Because my second specialization was gunslinger. So I was... So nice. Yeah, very OP. I love Gunslinger. That one's just like, he got got so much good stuff in that one. <laughs> Down where you can start just dual wielding without having to upgrade. Yeah, like that's just amazing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Me being like, yeah, I don't have to upgrade this. I can just make this as an average shot. <laughs> or you get within short range. It's like, yeah, I'm just doing. Okay, yeah, one per. Sure, it's, it's a red. Fine. Yeah. I don't even care. Oh, I'm going to dual wield at the boss figure who has adversary three. All right. Everyone else is taking like three red to do this. Oh, yeah. Fine. I'll do it at my two red. Absolutely. And then if you go first, then you get all sorts of boosts and then it's plus to your crit <laughs> and then it's best tree. If I hadn't been given the choice to take that tree, then I wouldn't have been able to show how amazing it was. Trying to take us back around to the uh, to the actual topic today, <laughs> I got a little off track. Well, we kind of did, but it's also what happens when you start applying some experience. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because this was asked a bit of time ago, and we this is our first chance to record about it. I sort of figured I'd give a tiny bit of advice back at the time, just to help guide Raffi on doing things, since. Who knew when this was going to get recorded or released? <laughs> we have a queue. If it it's just true. went straight into the queue, like we're talking, he's asking in January and it would be released in like March, well after. <laughs> Even as it sits, they actually have played and started up the game. Uh, apparently they went with giving them an extra force die hmm. and things seem to go fairly well for them in that way. But I thought I'd read out serve as my condensed bit of advice. There was sort of one thing that was asked in the initial bit that we haven't really touched on, and I'm not entirely certain that it's so situational for which is more powerful, or which is more utile. Like, whether force rating, dedication, or uh, discipline upgrade is more useful. But since you asked a very Specific question, I started off with a very specific answer of, personally, my ranking is a force rating is more useful to a force wielder than pretty much anything. Then a extra point in will, than pretty much any other dedication. Unless you're doing something other than being a force wielder, the point in will is going to be much more generally useful because everything's working against that. In my high XP force game, I have had guys started off as a hermit, then took seer, then took pathfinder. <laughs> and can you imagine the size of the familiar that they eventually had? 
<laughs> this was a mount. Anytime someone's dealing with the dark side, it's always what that group's envisionment of what the dark side is to work with. Now, to actually quote what I'd written Raffi at the time. It's your view of the dark side, so this might not work, but another option would be to give a couple ranks of discipline to reflect their talent. Personally, I give XP because if given enough, people will get the talents that mold their characters. Even if they get to a rank of force rating or discipline, that's great. If they get to improve parry or hawkback strike, also pretty cool. In a force game, Will becomes that sort of perfect stat. While Brian gives wounds and soak and agility is ranged combat, intelligence is sort of the technical attribute. If you have Will, you get better control over virtually all force abilities. Enhance will help you with a low agility or brawn. A higher force rating means that they can do anything better. If they want to fly better, they can apply force points to it. Want to charm? Force. Want to throw starships? Force. <laughs> that the other stats are lower starts to matter less with a higher force rating. For a combat or non-powered focus player, having that second force die is all they really are going to need. The high probability of getting that one useful pip is what they're really looking for. If you want to start them off as trained, an extra force die would probably work well. Or you can give them the 150 experience of night level play and not give them any of the money because, well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like 9,000 credits is, if you aren't taking the lightsaber, the 9,000 credits is just almost too much. <laughs> I kind of think they overpowered that. To sort of sum it up completely, if I were running two players, I'd probably give them a force die, 100 experience, and probably a droid GM slash party PC. Just to give the players options so that they can specialize and have the droid pick up the rest. And Risa, what are your final thoughts on giving bonuses in character creation at the start of adventures? I say XP is the most versatile thing you can give them. If you want to direct where they spend the XP, you can say things like, I'll give you a free force power or something like that. Or you can get a mentor discount on a force power, because that'll really help. Yeah. You go, I'll give you a mentor discount on a force power if you buy it at character creation. They'll buy a force power at character creation. <laughs> so that kind of thing is helpful, but I think it's best to let your players choose where they put their XP, even if it means you have a little less control over your plot because of it. I think it just helps the gaming experience as a whole for your party, for them to have agency over their own character, even in creation, because I think they'll have a lot more fun if they got to create everything about their character. Standing over the stunned body of the force user, I prod them with my foot. Yep, yeah, I heard about this trick from an old doctor of mine. These force users are really effective at what they do, and they are so dangerous. But if you get them to overexert themselves, they fall like Minox. Couldn't it have worked sooner? I reach up on my tiptoes and try to grab at the crate bearing the Kanji Club logo that the force user had tossed up onto the ledge. We kind of need this for the job. Join us next time for another raiding tale from the Hydean Way. We can be found on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and I can be found at Kookie Kit. 
and I'm at Deuterium Ice. We are all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes, links to things we talk about on the show, and our live play podcast, Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us. You can drop us a holocom at tales at TheHydeanWay.com. We're also on Facebook as Tales from the Hydean Way. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash thehydeanway.